Hey, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Villalucci Podcast. Honest, uncensored, and unedited discussions about life and everything in it. So sit back, relax, and let's start the show. Um, Qu- Quality Street. I didn't know what that was until recently. Oh, see, all my references are. Yeah. So a little. I'm not from it. around here, so I. I'm on like the size of a matchbox. Yeah. Okay. I nearly said you've got matches. I have to be careful. That I, have I, I got matches? No, but like I, I've got to be <laughs> yeah. careful because I'm trying to find oh. out things. But no, matchboxes. Yeah. Use matchboxes. Yeah. A little matchbox. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So imagine that size. Yeah. Chocolate. Yeah. Three pound eighty. What? What they're handmade. It's better be golden. But it's just the area. So, in mm. fact, right, two arguments have kicked off on this podcast. One person didn't want anything to do with the podcast again what? because of something that happened where I went to a coffee, another coffee shop on a Sunday. It's, you know the area, the people, everything's yeah. overpriced. And as I said to you when I walked in here, I don't mind paying for something that's overpriced, mm-hmm. but you've got to get something back for it because that's the bargain. I will pay it, even though I haven't got the money, but I'll do it. But the, the idea is that you're giving me something back of that, that value. So mm. that, then it's fair. And then I paid for this coffee, the cake. It was just, the cake was crap. But as I left, so it's all overpriced. The cake she gave me, the, in, the, the cake she put in the bag, it was a, a screw fix bag. Do you know what a paper bag? Do you know what a screw fix is? No. What, like a zip You know, like B&Q? Like a hardware store. Oh. A cheap hardware store paper bag. That's okay. what the cake was in. What? And but but you know what? That's like... all cool now. That's all fashionable. The r- no. The rustic. Like oh. a brown paper bag. No, it's a bag that says like, like a... nails, hammers, and wood on the side. What? It literally said that? If you go to a place that sells <laughs> hardware store. <laughs> oh, it literally like, I just said that. Yes. It, no, it was the advertising for that shop. The ba- it wasn't even advertising. It was their bag from that shop. What, so <laughs> maybe they were lying. nails in it like yesterday. No, but remember Low I said to you, that before, these, yeah. <laughs> before these things kick off, I'm never the... Hang on, are we recording? Do you want oh, yeah. to off? <laughs> yeah, you're going to... Are we allowed to, to swear? Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the first podcast, I said to the person I was going to be with, I said, first of all, I'm not... Oh. Everything is just genuine conversation. Forget everything. This isn't the BBC. We're not going to... We're going to do a video. So what I said to him, when the podcast first started, I'm just going to scream in a load of profanities just to clear everybody off. <laughs> just so I don't have to deal with the complaints. I'd say, right, this is what this is. So if these words offend you, turn off now. I thought, if you don't like it, then. Yeah, I thought, off. but don't. You, you, it's, I'm trying to, like I said to you before, I'm trying to sort of curtail my swearing. Yeah, so I don't think I've sworn, sworn, on, sworn on this before. Uh, it was the other day, the other week rather, when I was in the gym. Again, gym problems. Uh, where I was in the gym and the guy was swearing really badly and then I thought of everybody that said to me about swearing <laughs> oh shit that's what I sound like yeah and, you know we have to hear it people said it and then I heard somebody else being like that and I thought that sounds really ignorant mm-hmm. I thought I've got to stop doing it so I've got to cut it out I had the same encounter on a on a train recently mm. really attractive woman walked in I saw her outfit and I thought she looks really nice and then she, she sat swearing. down started swearing mm. and I was like Wow. Yeah, it's, I get quite embarrassed about it now when I think, because people have actually said to me, nice people have said, oh, you swear quite a lot. Yeah, you don't even notice it, no. do you? I think it's who you surround yourself with. Yeah, that's all so it is. So if I yeah. hang out with friends who, you know, are a bit rowdy and they swear, I find I just to fit in yeah. these social cues and I'm going, and I'm dropping them and I'm going, this is terrible. And then other friends I won't, won't even swear. That's a sign all. of like the, psych- the psychopaths. They say what they do is, 
they can just quite naturally become whatever you want them to be. It was actually when I used to do... I don't think he's calling you a psychopath. Uh, I'm not sure. I don't want to read into that, but... uh. No, but everybody is to a degree. Like, you all have psychopathic... It's just whether you act out on them and where you're from and is it big or... Like, politicians are psychopaths. You know, they can cut things off and compartmentalise people of relationships. That's psychopath, but it's just different degrees up to murder, you know, um... But I didn't tell you before there was the guy, they did a test. I think it was actually in Australia. Yeah, I think it was. And um, we'll get to that in a second. Here we go. go. That's why I'm here today. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, And what they did is they had a load of students, they were medical students or Mm -hmm. psychology students or something. And what they did is they gave um, half of them a hundred pounds, let's just say a hundred dollars, a hundred pounds. And they had all these people that had passed like the, 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 the test for like uh, um, being a psychopath or not. They didn't know they were being tested for that, which were the other students, all the ones that they marked off as like they, they might, they've got the tendency, they put them in the crowd. So they got the people behind, 100 people, gave them $100 each in their pocket and said, right, if you can walk in, have a look at the crowd, which are the people that show up as being psychopaths, mm-hmm. whatever level, with the £100 in your pocket and go out. If you can mm. get through without them guessing, if you've got the hundred pound, but you get to keep the hundred pound, and it said it was like an eighty percent hit rate. They knew who were the ones that had the, the money in their pocket just from walking in, stand. They could pick up on things. Wow. And I just heard this the other day. I can't yeah. believe you're telling this, this story. Because I, I don't know, like this is just unless I dreamt this. <laughs> but I'm like, I literally heard this this the other day. I found it fascinating. I honestly thought I was a psychopath at one point. I didn't even think. I thought no, maybe I'm a sociopath. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I was so messed up, it could have been both. <laughs> but my point was, because I thought I was reading things in people all the time, because I worked in nightclubs yeah. for 15 years. I mean, it's obviously, it's almost more than a psychologist, because I'm dealing with thousands of people a night, in mm. the dark, mm. drunk, yeah. not knowing they're being looked at. So you, And that just constant sort of osmosis of just information, information, dark, watching people, you pick up on things. And then they did, they said, this is where they show that everyone's a sort of, they can, they've got the psychopathic tendencies, which means you pick up on specific things about victims. Mm-hmm. And they show a video of um, uh, somebody walking down an alley, just two people. One's a woman, same height, they're both the same height. She's got a sports bag, she's carrying a sports bag in her hand, fish grasping it, just walks past the camera. And then somebody else walks through and it's a bag, but she's holding it in two fingers and her hands moving independently of each other rather mm. than just sort of doing this. Mm. One's sort of moving around like this. Uh-huh. And she had a bag on her shoulder that was sort of hanging off. And they said, which one would be the victim? And you don't know which one. She could be a martial artist. But the fact you're holding it with two fingers, the fact that the bag's not quite on your shoulder, mm. is showing something about your life. Yeah. That you're not, and the arm's moving here. And this one's sort of like, the, it's showing, oh, you're a, you're a, I could pick on you. You're a victim. Mm-hmm. Where the other person yeah. who's walking straight mm. says you're in control. Yeah. Now, you don't know the word specifically. Like a weakness or yeah, something. Yeah, but when you see somebody unstable. holding something with two fingers or the... You go, oh, that's a the, the their personality is tied up in how they're Disjointed moving. Almost, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've even said it to girlfriends. I said, when you're walking down the street, hold something in your fist like that. Oh yeah. Don't do that thing holding it in a hat because it makes you look lazy. It's the energy, and you have to yeah. You yeah, have to hold yourself with. And so I would pick up on that all the all the time with people. So I start thinking, oh shit, I might be a psychopath. Like, a, plus I could, you know, I was in bad situations where I had to deal with certain things. But then I thought with no. When I came out of it all, I thought, no, it just had to be like that. I wasn't like a nasty person. Yeah. It's just, if you're around people attacking you all the time, mm. you have to then go on the defensive or the offensive all the time. But then when you come out of it, you go, oh no, it's just, you know, that's what you're around. 
sort of like the swearing thing you, mm. you know it's not you're a swearing person but mm. if you're around it enough in fact the personal development with the magazine i was uh, talking to somebody a while back psychologist actually and um i was telling him oh i'm going down a rabbit hole here right. <laughs> the, the, the stuff about spirituality that i've said to you before i'm not going to get into but yeah. i so i just try to explain the same thing in terms of psychology because it doesn't matter what how you know the information it's just whether you know it or not and i said everyone you're around you absorb stuff from yeah yeah so just pretend that in the future we find out that we can't see on certain wavelengths which we know mm -hmm. but just pretend that some people could and we found out oh some people can see a different wavelength that's mm. all it is now if you could see that you're in a pond of sort of energy and it's a thing but it's not you know it's in between the gas or a plasma you know it's something with there but it isn't and everyone you was around sort of infected your pond like you know the water came into you or it went out that way people swearing affects you whether you swear at someone else pulls the water dirty water in it stains you after a while when you move away from that pond you've still got it in you but mm. eventually it goes away and i said if we could see that you would specifically stay away from certain people or not do certain things because you know it's actually affecting you mm -hmm. but because we go nah, that's all right and i said so being around certain people it's like it's it's one of these um uh, it could be like a Ten Commandments. It's so important that the tiny things dictate everything. Yeah. Because they're all the time. The big things you can fake. You can fake a friendship. Oh, birthday, all this, or I'll give you a big present. But how do you act throughout the year? Yeah. Mm. You can't fake those little things. So you have to be careful in life who you're around and what you're around. Because you might think, oh, it doesn't matter. I'm at a job where I don't really get on with those people, but it's okay. But that's all affecting you. Mm -hmm. And I said to the point where when you... Um, You've got to think about, like, where does your accent come from? Mm. Nobody's teaching you your accent because it, you, then you would go, well, no one teaches me how to speak. But they do because you, where does your accent come from? Mm -hmm. It comes from an overheard conversation, a song, a this, a that. So you are specifically been bred to speak a certain way because of people that have been around you. But so you just take that paradigm when you don't really want to believe that people are affecting who you are and what you're like because it's so small somebody swearing at you being on a place you don't really want to be a bad relationship it's all little things somebody you get used to it but you don't realize that's molding who you are next year but that's the energy thing isn't it like if i you know grew up in a very stressful um, upbringing i would probably react i might be very sort of on edge or i might be aggressive so maybe you know uh, what yeah, well, you're saying I'm, about like the wavelengths it's sort of like energy yeah it's all tied in like i tried to just i'll get to spirituality one day but event, I'll, at the moment i'll just talk about psychology because people mm. it's too much to ask but it's like when i went from being an ape and left the forest and started to become a normal human being after sort of not 10 years 30 years yeah it was so ingrained in me to act a certain way that when i was now around decent people or dating a lawyer or a dentist or whatever yeah it i didn't know what was in me still so if somebody said something they go what are you doing i said who the fuck is staring at me still and it's only years later i go it doesn't matter he's staring at you but when you're in it like somebody staring at you if i didn't do something back then that they take that as a weakness then you know so it's it's that thing of what you are around is you and with the personal development i've always said you can't this is the problem this is the no bullshit personal development you cannot change who you are right now it's not going to happen there's no point going to yoga class thinking that's going to switch you off there's no point reading a book it's an ongoing process it's mm -hmm. not going to stop but and you can't change it now what you can change is next year yeah. you can change who you are next year literally you can be a different person next year 
but you've got to do all those tiny little things now to then uh, next so if you were um i say if you if you lie all the time or you cheat or you steal what you're doing is you're creating a, an integrity deficit in you next year so next year you know what you are really so you know you don't deserve that job you don't mm. you don't trust the person you're with because you know who you are mm -hmm. so what you have to do is do all the right things go to all the auditions work till midnight don't have any excuses don't go away on holidays work 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 because then next year you'll think i deserve things because you'll look mm. back and go this is the person i am now but you have to fix it in the future mm. um Yes, I don't know how we got onto that. I, I, no, I really agree with that because I feel like there's, you know, I'm always trying to do things to, you know, personally develop my own my own life and just do, just do personal development in general. But, and, but when you, I don't know, for me, when I try and think of all the things that I want to do or fix or change or improve on, it's super overwhelming. So I go, this is all too hard. I don't even know where to begin. And you just continue in your, you know, your, your old ways. And what I found is just like slowly doing little, you know, bit by bit. Yeah. It gives me more of a capacity to go, no, I can do that. I can meditate in the morning. It's actually not that hard. Just yeah. get up 10 minutes earlier. It's really not that hard. Yeah. And then I'd find another habit. I'm going to be really mindful. I'm going to think positively for like five minutes before I get out of bed, whatever, you know, maybe it's going for a run and then slowly doing one little thing after the other. It's just not that hard. But if you try and say, okay, in the morning, I'm going to have a half an hour routine where I do all these great things for myself and you're not feeling great at the time. It's, it's pretty much impossible. Yeah. Well, it, it has been for me. It, you, it, the thing is what you, oh, I don't want to go too damn much down this, but basically you have to understand that you're not in control. You're not. Okay, you sit in your body and whatever you train that body to do will be with you next year. So if you train it to get up every morning, if you train it to mm. go to the gym every morning, then it will be automatic and you won't have to fight. But you do have to get those cogs moving and it's not nice and there's no easy way around it. So when I was doing like personal fitness with people, especially women, first thing is right. Forget all that. We're not going to, I would say, wear baggy, shitty clothes because mm. I don't want you to be looking at yourself thinking, how do I look? So make yourself look like shit because <laughs> then you won't be looking in the mirror. You'll just see a baggy mm -hmm. T-shirt and now you can fucking concentrate on what I'm saying to you rather than going, oh, I don't look too good. Oh, I shouldn't have got there. Just look like shit because then you switch off. Mm. And I'd say, right, we're not going to start doing yoga. We're not going to start doing walks. You're going to squat. Let's just get the shit out of the way and put the fucking bar on your back. Excuse my language. Put the bar on your back and let's do the worst things because then it cuts out the rubbish because that is the main exercise, by the way. Yeah. This, and it's the least thing we want to do because socially it doesn't look nice yeah. if you're not in good shape as well with, and you haven't got yoga pants on for a woman to squat. But you've got to get through all that crap to get to it. But my point was that you've got to understand you're not in charge of you. See, I'm trying to get around spirituality again. You're sort of the third person back in this. If there's four four yous, you're the third person back in the subconscious. Yeah. The other two, you have to train so it's automatically there. So as an example, uh, but we have to really believe that you have to know that. I'd have to go into it, but you have to know that you're not in control of things. Your biology is, but you can twist that around. You know, a habit only takes 21 days. Well, it's, but if, so you've got to fight for your body to do that. Yeah. Mm. So the first thing is, like with person, I think this is the first thing is... Um, when you wake up in the morning, you either go, uh, uh, two minutes, one minute, or this is what I do. And I had to train myself and I was a lazy bastard. Mm -hmm. So I'm the worst of all my stuff. So that's how I know all this works. As soon as I wake up, get up. Uh, yeah. I don't think, don't allow the thought in. It doesn't matter what the thought is. 
get your body up, think as you fucking go. Mm -hmm. So I get up and I go, and I'm not thinking, I'm not thinking, you can blanket it, you can train yourself not to think. I wake up, do that, and I'm up. I'll think as I'm going. Should I get up? Should I not get up? By this time, you're up. You're already yeah. up. The but, coffee's already brewing. Yeah. <laughs> but you get up. Don't think. Don't even think. Well, I won't try. Just get up. That goes. And what happens is, after a while, you just get up and don't think. And then you carry that through you through the day. Mm. Sort of like a miniature version if you go to the gym in the morning. Yeah. When you walk in that door, as everyone else walks in that door, you you have a little bit more self-esteem that moment than they do. Mm. Because, and you can, other people will look at you and go, oh, fucking hell, she's been to the gym. Well, I shouldn't have done that. But that's, and that's a small thing. But what you're doing is you're training yourself for that day. I'm not a person that goes, uh, and drag myself up. Because you're telling yourself what you're like by doing mm. that. Mm -hmm. So what you do is it goes off, you get up and now you go. And now you know, or go to the gym. And when you start the day, you know you're a person that gets up and starts. And then that seeps into yeah, who I, you think I agree. you are. Because I've been saying, to, you know, I always used to say to people, I'm, I'm a terrible sleeper. I find it really hard to get up in the morning. I've, I feel really anxious in the mornings for some reason. And I'm, I'm doing it right now. I'm, just, I'm telling you that this is what I, how I feel. And I've tried to stop doing that because then I've become that. So the other night I was trying to sleep and I couldn't. And I thought, I'm just going to tell myself I'm a really good sleeper. I sleep really good all the time. I'm telling you, I fell asleep straight away. <laughs> and then I did it last night as well. And it worked. I don't know. It, there's really power got, there. Yeah, you... It's like it's something that would change the world. That's how important it yeah. is to know that you're not in charge. You've mm. got to train it. Mm -hmm. the, the psychology used to call it the monkey on the back of the elephant. You can't just quickly do it, but you have to make it learn to do things itself. You're not really in control of it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and that's a tiny little thing. But you do a lot of those things. Like I was saying to somebody uh, uh, yesterday, um, about for like 15 years, I have a fasting day. I know it's, but now it's caught up. People are starting to Once do it. Once a week or... Yeah, mainly. It hasn't always fast. Yeah. But I try to do it. Right, but this is the problem. Oh. Everyone gets it all because it's all hearsay. Nobody actually does it. Yeah. I, I've mm. told you before, I experimented with people all my life when I was trying to, I oh, didn't yeah. tell anybody because <laughs> I didn't have any reference points. I didn't know anybody educated. So I used to just do experiments on mm -hmm. people that I'm going to be embarrassed to talk about when if people listen to this because it was just like, oh, that's why. In everywhere, <laughs> every, every ethnicity, <laughs> every, every factories and doors and security. And, um, one of them was the fasting thing because I never trust. That's the thing with science. You never trust yeah. yourself. You are fallible. You will lie to yourself. That's what the human, again, you don't trust who you are. It goes off on weird directions. And so I start. I was doing fastings. I heard about it. So I experimented one of a thousand things I experimented with. Most of them fall away. And I say to people, so the fasting thing, people say, well, I did 10 hours that day. And I want to scream because it's nothing to do with the hours. No. It's to do with the waking up and going back to sleep having not eaten yeah so it doesn't matter if you do 20 hours you've got to wake up not having eaten and go back to sleep not having eaten and i used to say to people and i'm talking about i was working in distribution centers driving vans when i'm doing this is the people i experiment with telling them to do certain things mm -hmm. and then i'd do it and i'd do it and i'd do it and i'd see how people would change when they would do it everyone fights against it they go well, i could tell you what hour you're going to think you're going to say, oh, this is stupid. I won't do that. Oh, it's seven o'clock. Oh, I should eat. This is ridiculous. I'll get it now. You're going to lie to yourself. You're going to, your body's going to try and find its own way into your mentality mm. to stop you doing it. It'll be very specific to you. Um, so people would do it. And then I told, like, the next day, they'd go, I feel fucking great. Yeah, the energy you is just. The, you're, the weight, you're not carrying around that mm. thing. And then you go, fuck, my body's been lying to me. I thought me being me was the norm. 
But it's not. It's not. Like, I remember being a, a fat bastard. I mean, I'm not specifically fit now, but I don't train that much. But I remember been thinking. banned from all those gyms. Yeah. yeah from oh, making... remind me to tell you about the gym. I, yeah. I've been. It's in, it's in the mind. <laughs> I shouldn't really. Well, anyway. Um, <laughs> what do you mean? He's, he's got bad. a story that, he's, he, that he hasn't told us yet, and he told me to remind him. Oh. No. Okay. I oh, feel he's... bad because she doesn't know me. So if I say it cold, it's gonna, I'm going to look like the baddie. Are you aware he's been kicked out of all the gyms and he gets angry in gyms? No. See, that's the wrong way Why to put it. Why are you getting angry? Well, no wonder. <laughs> he <laughs> gets frustrated at people being annoying. No, because I, I hate being enclosed by people that I can't pick. So because they right. have to put up with their stupidity. It's like being in a world of zombies. You go, are you thinking? And like again, with, t- with equipment or... Oh, everything. It's, it's like... <laughs> but hey, for a We've woman, it can be really challenging going to yeah. gyms. And what you were just saying before about the squatting thing. Like, yeah, I probably don't want to squat because I've got 10 guys staring right. at my bum. So I'm in, I, I, <laughs> I just want to exercise in peace. And th- one of the... Right. They don't, in, they don't train men. They just train women. I've seen them. Right. I've seen them for the years I've gone there. <laughs> right. Yeah. Train women, chat them up. Like I've watched the right. chatting up process happen yeah. over a couple of weeks. <laughs> date them, and then fall out with them, and then slag them off. Like over, and I've seen it happen a couple of times with certain people. Well, the PTs doing that to their yeah. technical oh, clients. Yeah. Are oh, you okay? Like leave her alone. She's tra- on her own. You're not training her. Leave her alone. So this is oh, like the voluntary doing? help. Yeah. So they're talk- they're on a running oh. machine and they're talking to her for oh, ten minutes. I think right, she's yeah. trying to train. Then <laughs> I'd be like, mate busy right now yeah and I like, don't know to be angry at I'm, sometimes when people get away with things I think well I'm on his side then because you're a fucking idiot for letting it happen but then I'm like they'd be they'd start and then you'd see them together and go, oh now they're dating and then they'd fall out and then you'd hear him slag and I think oh what a pig and then they're chatting to someone else and then, but then they chatting and you think this is gone this is like this isn't you're, you're a, that's a responsible position I said to you before like training somebody mm-hmm. it's the, the stat, what that stands for the status of that should be quite important your yeah. fucking body that's an important thing that's not a little thing yeah. but the bar with everything in life has gone so fucking low that you know you have 18 year old kids that have done a two week course to get their rep certificate or whatever it is mm. treating a 45 year old woman the same way they would a 20 year old why mm. they look at somebody else because they're not that interested I saw one guy saying yeah go they got all the power words yeah doing well and he was looking away when he's saying it and I wanted to slap him I said mm. well, she's fucking paid you we have sh-. but everyone's doing it yeah. so the bar for what a personal development a personal instructor is so fucking low mm-hmm. that it's sort of like that's the norm and it shouldn't be that should be an important that's like the doctor that's your health they're dealing with. Yeah, well, it's a professional relationship. What I'd love to know, though, is have you ever seen a female PT do that? No. Mm. See, that's the thing. I yeah. said to somebody, mm. if you, uh, this is like last year, I said, if you're going to get somebody to train you, get a gay guy or a woman. Yeah. Especially like Eastern European, because they they do send, they've got that old way of I'm here to do a job. Yeah. You don't have that sort of uh, texting, sort of westernized sort of thing of just get you know doing shit. But um. But there's significantly less, isn't there? Like, just look at it. You go to a gym, I most of the PTs are I think, from what I've seen, men. I actually mm. think the cream rises to the top. So I right. think they get in there, end up in the sort of Chelsea Harbour clubs. The Whereas nice when you're at the fitness first and it's the sort of low level, mm. you're just a kid. You're a kid yeah. with a fast metabolism telling a 50-year-old man about like, yeah, health. You bit, don't know what you're yeah. doing. And I've seen them damaging the cartilage in people, thinking, right, I can't get kicked out of another gym. But that, I'm actually watching someone wear his cartilage away. Now I understand. Because everyone's trying to... Interfering. Right, this is a, like, Every week there's a new one to add no, to like, it. I'm going okay. to sort of change it slightly. Okay. Because what I wanted to talk about isn't about that. Okay. Remember I said I went back to a gym 
that I hadn't been at for like, well, I used to live in Essex. So I used to train at this gym that was Ponzi. Yeah. And it was kids with the Range Rovers everywhere. That they're, they're all posh kids with Cockney accents from the, like the movies, but they all live in like Epping Forest. I think, where have you got this? Why are you putting these Cockney accents on? Because they're all trying to be sort of gangsterish. Um, You've lost me. Yeah, oh, I'm right. the accent, Epping for I don't know. Okay, so, so Essex is, is supposed to be posh. It's not. Yeah. It's fake posh. It's yeah, it's fake tacky. posh. Okay. The only way yeah. is Essex. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But the yeah. Cockney accent is that sort of... Um, who's the British actor? The, the, the Cockney... The, the Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels. You know, those sort of accents. Mm. Became, mm. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, yeah, I know well, it. Well, well, is it like when you're at the, you know, Columbia Road markets and they're like... I don't know what they're... Yes. The, the, yes. the, the flower the market yeah. and they're like, yeah. roses Just for, like a pe- for a fiver. Yeah. I can't do it. Yeah, so it, yeah. it started. <laughs> Just like that. Just it, like So <laughs> that became sort of fashionable with, um, I can't remember his bloody name, but the, the British actors, it would be like quite, who's the one? Oh, Guy Ritchie, Madonna. Guy Ritchie, oh, Yeah, you course. know that Cockney, that start, those sort of films yeah, started yeah, coming. Yeah. So these posh kids had these Cockney accents and I think it doesn't make any sense. You live 20 miles away wow. and you're driving a Range Rover with your yeah. hair sort of, you're not a Cockney, they're very mate. Sl- they've got the slick hair and they wear... Yeah, it's weird. The, 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 like, the working class people, it was, again, just experiment with people. Yeah. Like the, the, the working class people that had made money and moved to Essex, uh-huh. they were trying to be posh mm. and you could see they weren't. Mm. The belly's hanging out. Then, the, but the posh kids were trying to were look trying the opposite. To be yeah, yeah. And it's like, no, See, it's like we said before, here. people are I weird. Can't figure it out. Um, but anyway, so are you uh, as confused as I, as oh, I am? So because you're here. from New Zealand, so. Which yeah. we will get to we're in a second. Sorry. He's, he's, he's waiting to see so, how long it takes for us well, to get to the table. Well, I'm still educating myself, so this is the first <laughs> We're going to take over, you <laughs> swear. <laughs> it's about to happen. So. So this, this other, right, okay. anyway, so yeah, so I was going to this gym years ago and it would annoy me then because it was like people in their 20s that had plastic surgery, not at the end of your life. And you're trying, it mm. was like pathetic. It was more of a sort of social club than a gym. And I'm just there to train. So it's people, it's five people using one item and they're all talking and texting, sitting on the bench. And I don't want to be the rude one. Mm-hmm. So I just go, oh, forget it. But anyway, so I moved out of the area. So I went back like a year or so ago. I thought, let me just go back to that place to see. And it was like, fuck, like 20 year old, early, young 20s with plastic surgery. Yeah. Mm. People mm. that are in full get up. Yeah. Training. The, the blokes had just turned into women. Like, it was like, oh shit, like this is the, what's the coming in the future. Like, they're, they're doing the hair while they're training. Oh, right. And I said to you before, makeup, I'm sure. Yeah, they, no, they, they dressed up for yeah. the gym. Mm. When I'd Which go in, what I said, you walk in leave. and everyone heads turn. And mm-hmm. as I watch and see people coming in, they're looking around at people before like they go anywhere and they're looking at the girl five times. I'm thinking, no one's hit the train. This is madness. And like everyone's insecure, but everyone's sort of judging themselves through the eyes of what other people are thinking about them. So you're sort of quite vacuous human being. Your, your, your dignity is what people think of you. Anyway, so I've been going there and I said to you, I've been before and there's like 21-year-old girls with like Botox and I'm thinking, how are you getting that insecure at this age? It's yeah, I feel mental. awful. And then the fake lashes. Every Oh, yeah, that's the norm. So anyway, oh, yeah, so I'm the in there norm. the other day and remember I said I go back and it's like, it's like, it's like flagellation. I go there for like self-harm to sort of like <laughs> see what the, f- this is disgusting. Because it's like, I don't know why yeah. I like this, but it's like seeing, it's like going to the zoo. I know I shouldn't like this, but I like it. It kind of validates you yeah, I think, not yeah. being that mm. in a way do you get like some know, of those programs a friend of mine said to me stuff. you still like war he said you like you still think the world you got to fight against something from being yeah. in club just trying to battle against something yeah. but anyway but but now I'm not going back because it got to a point where I felt Uh-oh. sad yeah. I just thought this has gone too far because it yeah. went far before when I was thinking mm. it's a 14 year old girl and she's got a little batty rider pants on and now I can't look over there 
And so it's like kids, children. Yeah. And the parents don't care. Anyway, so I went in there the other day and uh, there's, there's, I went up and there was a guy, he's probably a gay guy. Yeah. Too good looking. Um, <laughs> they, but they all look exactly the same. They've got the yeah. tight things on that are too tight. The, the, the top on with the little bits of string. They don't look like the train. Yeah. Sun tanned up. Anyway, so this guy was training and then he went down. He went, anyway, so I went to use the toilet and I went down there and I see the guy in the mirror with a comb and a hairdryer. Mm-hmm. I go into the toilet. So I come back out and I go back up again and he's putting hairspray on and he's still got his gym gear on. I went up. He fucking came back up and started training again. And like, it hurts oh, wow. me now. It hurts me now to say it. It's not even funny. What? He was hairspray. So he was getting himself and I still, looking I, nice. Like, even, even today, I find it funny when I see a man using a hairdryer because remind, mm-hmm. that reminds me of like women. Do you comb your yeah. hair much? No. <laughs> and I shave mine off at like 21. Eyebrows. Do you know why I, you know why I shave That's my hair? Talk about a sick place where I come from. It's not really sick, well, actually. It's about utility. I, when I started the door, guy said to me um so i'm like 21 uh-huh. he said to me right you're not a big guy so you're gonna have to headbutt people you're, you're, you're not big enough to get in that's fights. how you're gonna have to survive. yeah you've got to shock them <laughs> now it, it's literally true i mean i'd advise that's what that is you have to you, you have to shock people yeah and um but he said shave your head so you can wash the blood out you don't <gasps> get dna in your hair Oh, wow it also that you wouldn't wear a white shirt because you get blood in it. or you'd carry another shirt to and, and did that happen yeah, yeah, so it's like six. So you were like, right, I'm going to do that. Yeah, because if reason. somebody's 6'5", and I've got a fight with them, and they mm. grab me, mm. I can't go, oh, get off me. You've got to grab yeah. their head, bite them, smash their head in, till they, because then oh. the shock of getting hit in the face, it scares them. So you've got to overcompensate with violence. Mm. Now, I've never started a fight in my life, I'm just telling you, so you I've had to be attacked. But what I'm saying is, it's sort of in a sick way, but that's like where yeah. you come from. Yeah. Now you could say, oh, that's dis-. if you went back there and said, that's disgusting, you should never do that, um, that's horrible, then I'd just get my ass kicked. So, but it's like that, yeah. you've got to be scumbag to be, you've got to be worse than the sc- worst scumbags in there. Mm. Um, but yes, yeah, to go back to that gym, that's like, I don't know what that is, man. That's like the... I, I, Madness. I, it's so sad. Like I've said before, there's been a sort of, and it sounds so sort of antiquated to say, but this weird culling of what it is to be a man. Like you can't be a leader, you can't be macho. You can't be strong. You can't be sort of um, not stoic, but mildly less emotional than a woman. You can't be that person. Everyone's sort of had to become like this almost anodyne sort of uh, like um, there was a psychologist I was listening to. What was he saying? Um, I've got heaps of manly friends. Yeah. I'm it's because you're from Australia. Which actually. So what do you th- you know, okay. Well, maybe it could be. I don't know. <laughs> but what do they do? What do they do? Well, one of my best friends, he's Australian. He lives See, here. That, he looks like right, Tarzan. Yeah, That's but come on. That's the flaw. That's the flaw in my plan. Because when I started learning at all about anything, and I, yeah. I realised I couldn't read, so I had to listen, all my things I would go to, the podcasts I would listen to, were Australian. Like even mm. Sipes' podcast. I mm. couldn't listen to British ones. I could listen to Australian ones. Mm-hmm. Why? Because of the topics. Yeah, no, I think because the- where I came from, I still thought posh are scumbags because uh-huh. I've lived in the sewer. So I know the injustices of what that is compared to what this is. Mm-hmm. It's not fair. Mm-hmm. So I had that mentality of fuck you in your fucking Rolls Royce because you ain't half the people that I've had to be with. You know, we're in the shit here and we get blamed for everything. So I had that lemon us childish mentality. Yeah. Same way as I thought uh, when I said to you earlier about I thought 
posh people were good. If you had an education in the family, that meant you was a good person. I yeah. thought that was the rules. Yeah. And when I became half decent, yeah, I realised, oh, fuck. Nothing what, to I don't do know. It. They sent me into a spin. I didn't know well, who the good... I don't know what paradigm yeah. to follow here. Yeah. Um, oh, well, fuck. What was I talking about? Um, the podcast that you listen to. Oh, yeah. So... We're Aussie. So what mm. I realise is... And this is only like a few years ago. All, even like science podcasts I'd listened to were Australian. And I realised... They didn't have that snobbery. I was mm. listening to normal yeah. people. Mm. Where on mainstream radio stations, like science, mainstream daytime, I heard was like shit, wanker. Called him wanker. wanker. That's a joke. He's in that with a, like a New Zealand accent then. <laughs> no, but, and I, I think... I going, have, really? Going back then, oh I thought, oh, they're more... It's, it's not offensive. They're not posh for no reason. Oh, it's more... Yeah. There's no class system. Yeah. So I've carried that through my life. So I think Australian people are probably the best because they don't have the class system that we have here and they don't have the money-based class system in America. So they sort of, I think that's why I've always got on with the Australian people. I think mm. they don't have that bullshit that I can't stand. It's yeah. just normal life. Um, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. So when you say <laughs> about me, the macho thing, Australians sort of get a bar pass. Yeah. They, what about I, Kiwis? But what about the Kiwis? So... Before I met you, right, so I didn't educate myself till I was like 27. Learned to read at 27. So I didn't know really? nothing. I didn't know yeah. what a prime minister wow. was. I had no, all I was trying to do was get through that week. Even not even that sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I was just waiting to die. Literally got to follow that paradigm. There's no future at all. Not even, I wouldn't even enter a conversation about it. I was just trying to not get killed that week. So when I did educate myself, literally to the age of the person I was dating previously. Um, <laughs> this is how he ages Let's himself. go there. <laughs> So, so, um, so, so, why don't you just stop? <laughs> You're making so. Why has this got awkward? I'm we had just... a conversation before about things. Right, listen, see, see, we're the, I'm just digging a hole. So, my, what Damn, I was saying I is, out. when I was, so I was in such a panic then that I forgot what I was talking about. Um, Recently. Oh, yeah. So, like, my early 30s, yeah. dating somebody who's educated, mm. I didn't know that Africa wasn't a country. Mm. Now, that's mm. you sound like we're a fucking moron. <laughs> but that's like me saying to you, how can you not know how to get out of a headlock? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> but it's just you come from that world. I had nothing to do it's with education. Pre- what, reference points. Yeah, so you yeah. Start, you're not stupid. You've just got no, you know, if there's yeah, something you don't know sure. about and something comes along and teaches you, you don't go, oh, well, you're an idiot for not knowing. Mm-hmm. I just had no reason to know. So I was fairly dumb. So when I met you, like the first Kiwi I met, I all I had in my head as a half wit was Australia and something to do with but close you know, by. Yeah. Like, you know, you probably get this as well. I mm. always get asked, are you from Australia? Are you from South Yeah, Africa? it's like a daily always. occurrence. And like the thing is, I was the one who decided to move here. And for me to expect everyone's reference points to understand the subtleties. Yeah, that's very... Between, no, have that's, you noticed much of a difference between of our accents, yeah. for example? Have you noticed much? No. no. But See, whereas... It's so clear. For it's us. so clear to me. I'm like, yeah. you, you yeah, I don't Whoever's sound like you at all. You go, Who's talking? Yeah, exactly. I was thinking that before as well. I was like, oh, people are not going to know. No, but you know what drives me up the wall is that, okay, so there's that, and I agree with you. There, it's like, it would be like distinguishing between, I don't know, uh, an English a accent Cockney and the Cockney accent, thing. Yeah, Maybe yeah. I probably would know that, but you know, there's probably others, like a Canadian and American yeah. accent. It's yeah. probably like that. Yeah. But when I get asked every day by people, why have you moved to, to London? Like, why yeah. on earth oh, have you know, moved here my from Australia? <laughs> like, why would you want to? And I, yeah. so It's the complete the opposite of why you'd want to move over there. Say that again? So if you, if you have anything in your mind as to why you'd want to move to But friendlier people, whether 
You're, so it's most like a people, downgrade but coming I've, here. I've lived there my yeah, whole no, life. I yeah. wanted to do something different. Same. And, and this is Europe. Is it better work here? Yeah, it's well, it's a whole different. It's just different. Because outside of that, you're not enjoying thing. the weather. Definitely not. Well, the the people aren't friendly. You said I was tan just before. <laughs> oh, that was all. Listen, no. you've come like once every 10 years, you get that. So you better hold on to that. <laughs> yeah, but, I didn't, but I, I didn't move to London thinking it was going to be the Bahamas. I knew it was yeah. going to be crappy weather. And so I came here for other reasons. Yeah, so what are the other reasons? There's got to be a reason that's for History. work. Yeah. Uh, Culture. Yeah, City. Europe, oh, really, yeah. close to yeah, the travel. rest of Europe. Okay, tra- yeah. So travel um, and just the industry that I'm in, I wanted yeah, to. Okay, so bigger, bigger pond. And is it worth the payoff worth it? Um, oh, How long that's have you a very now? difficult to say. 18 months. Oh, okay. oh similar time to me. Yeah, really. When, yeah. Did you, when did you leave? As in move? Yeah. September 2016. Ah, so you just, just before me. Yeah. And yeah. what was the And the first year was just torture. <laughs> I did you hated think it. so? Oh, look, I had ups and downs. Like the summer was great. Yeah. And then that winter was just awful. I moved three times. I didn't have a job. I was going through a lot. And I, and I really did. I, I, I was at that point where I thought, I've really made a mistake. Yeah. But then things just, I'm very loyal to my own decisions. And yeah. I thought, well, I made this decision. It's like, you know, I laid my bed. I've got to, I've got to rest. In, and I just thought, well, I need to just push through until I feel good. And that's what I did. Yeah. And that time's did come. You, did you have regrets <laughs> about coming here? Uh, I think occasionally. I, I don't really... I don't really believe in regrets. I think it's a not a smart way to live your life. So I don't really regret anything. I, f- I feel like everything that I've done and decided to do in my life has made me who I am. And yeah. if I have regrets, then I don't appreciate who I am today. So for me, yeah, I don't I do agree. regrets. You don't fight yourself. There's yeah. occasionally times when you go, you know what, like, what would I be up to if I was back home? And, mm. you know, you miss your family. I don't have mm. any family here. So you miss mm. that element. Um, Same, yeah. But... Uh, yeah, no, I, I wouldn't say I regret things. But it's no. an easier uh, life there. That's what it yeah. is. So if you want easy, then yeah. go and do that. It's fantastic. Yeah, but it's Mum's so around the corner. I can drive my down, car. Yeah. The weather's good. And I would have consistent work. But I wanted a challenge. I yeah, always sure. think, like, I imagine with you, oh, Jesus Christ, I shouldn't project my thoughts onto you. But, <laughs> no, but I, I will. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> moving, moving the intelligence Ooh. out of the way. No, I, always, I always think like if I was to move, in a strange way, we're quite similar and it sounds odd mm. because me like leaving home mm. and everything behind me like nothing we're living on the streets mm. it's sort of similar like i've got no part i don't class myself as having a past i just remove everything yeah so there's nothing that affects my future it's just a chapter yes but i always think that like we had i think the last podcast we talked about about how um if you do sort of just go do you know what i'm not going to go for that i'm going to stay here you mm-hmm. can still fail it doesn't mean there's not go and risk or stay here and great. You could stay there and still be shit. Yeah. Well, like, this is it. That scares the shit out of me. That's so even think, worse. That's even yeah, scary. Imagine not going for your dreams and yeah. then ended up in shit. But <laughs> now you haven't got the choice of doing it again. Yeah. So I, I think like with you, I would think like, like you've come here, you just turned up here. You don't know what's going to happen. And that's, I've yeah. said that through personal development. When you start stuff, the, the best thing on your side is that you don't know yet is when you open doors things come out of nowhere yeah, that you're yeah, never going to know but they're there and that's a good thing that you I know you're on your own now and you're going how do I do that when I don't know anybody I don't know how where everybody's getting on with it when you start doing when you just do things fucking doors pop open yeah. but it's survival 
Yeah, but it's a, it's, a, it's sort of an axiom of life that if you risk stuff, yeah. you can't tell what is going to come because you're not going to go through life trying and risking everything, and no one's going to come along. You're not going to bump into somebody at an event that you know things will happen and they're there. So that's mm. what the good thing that you are on your own now, but by just by doing lots of stuff, life will make sure something comes back, and then that leads you into Absolutely. places. So Absolutely. you think having left. Yeah. You didn't know podcast was going to pop. If you weren't here, the no. podcast wouldn't happen. You wouldn't have met me, so. Tom. You know, think and you, where this might lead with stuff that we're doing. He goes, "Fuck!" Like I worry for stuff that I'm not doing. That's why yeah. I always do everything. Like people say, you're doing too much. You have got the magazine. You're directing this thing. You have got the comedy. There. I think I'm scared that there's people out there that I'm not going to meet. Yeah, because <laughs> it's mental. Yeah, but I? then you need time to rest. So I was exhausting myself so much because I was having to be really strategic with the way with the way I thought. Because back home, everything was just I knew everyone. If I wanted to get oh, into yeah, a new yeah, industry, yeah. I'd ask someone to introduce me. Bang, bang, bang. Right here, I'm like, right. How am I going to do this? Yeah. And I'd get really creative, and I'd go, well, I'm going to do this, and then it would have this amazing payoff yeah. so yeah i don't know and the thing is you can never get, like i said to a young guy you, you don't try and think what am i going to get back from doing this except hmm. there's nothing that you're not going to be able to tell what's going to happen but what you do is just do stuff and i promise you things will find you because there's other people out there uh-huh. doing the same thing trying to find other people you are being on your own that's the norm thinking of where do i start here and especially coming from another country where i say it's hard to go to a bottom of a ladder and yeah. start again yeah. and some people can't do it man because they've got kids and, and you can't climb down to now want to be an actress with no money live in a studio when yeah, you've got a support relationship family, yeah. so to do it now when you come here it is right I don't know where's where <laughs> like you're yeah, well, this is there. the thing. I was like, I don't even have a bank account. Yeah, the bank, oh, the bank won't let me open the account until I have an address. But the, but the like, I won't be able to get an address until I have the bank account. I'm like, how on earth? Yeah. So you have to lie somewhere, <laughs> yeah. and then basically that's what kicks you off. Or you try and get a job, and they're like, well, what's your bank account? I'm like, no, no, they won't give me a bank account until I've got, so a, I've job. got the job. Yeah, exactly. Like, so Did, what? It, it, is Australia still got the British? It's the monarchy. Yeah, yeah we're all well, we're in the Commonwealth. And the, the yeah. Oh, okay. well, I've got Still. the Union Jack at the top of the old flag. What about your money? Yeah, yeah we've Australian got Australian dollars. It's not pound. No, no, it's, it's Aussie got New Zealand dollars, but the oh. Queen's on the back. Yeah. Oh, really? Still yeah. got the Queen on there. Yeah. Mm. Oh, you said you went to the uh, the wedding. Well, I went to Kensington Palace to watch it. We had a live stream there, so wow. there's a thousand tickets. Um, Hang on, they're selling tickets to watch it on TV. Well, it's a ballot <laughs> system. So it's at their house. They live at Kensington. What do you mean it's a ballot system? So yeah, if you wanted to go, you put your wee entry in. Okay, you can't even just pay and go. Now you've got to sort of win. Well, I got to because I work there. Oh, yeah. at your place. Oh, but they, okay, yeah, right, yeah. but they're, they're doing like a high tea apparently at Buckingham Palace too. And you mm. have to like go into so a... That, oh, I just which I find quite day. cool. I'm going to go... Um, Stephen, Stephen Hawking's ashes are being put into uh, Westminster Abbey and I got drawn for that as oh, well. Really? I, I want to know... I'm, my name's not in any of these ballots. <laughs> Just uh, just do things and doors open up. <laughs> There's the link. Here we go, yeah. do, does it still impress you, the Queen thing, the, the, the monarchy? Do you know what? I, I'm not sure what I think about it all. I New think, Zealanders I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, there's some people who like it. Yeah, my, my family all did things back home. It's big, But it was a weird time of day for them. So obviously, you know, the time no, but I yeah. mean, as a general As thing. a general thing, I mean... Yes and no. I mean, we we did a we did that referendum to change our flag, and they all wanted oh, to really? keep the yeah. the oh, original right. because they want to keep the. And Australia, how yeah. are they? Are they happy with? Um, yeah, 
I mean, it depends on the people. I think it's a little bit misunderstood. Um, They're not like fuck them. We want our sovereignty back. And definitely, like the older generation, love it. Yeah, they love it. I think the younger generation are a bit like, well, this is outdated and it doesn't make sense. But what I think, and because I got obsessed with the royal family when I moved here, and I watched every like royal doco that you could, Mm. you know, and and I was like in love with Princess Diana. But what they're so good at doing is adapting. Yeah. Like they've got yeah. their own Instagram account. Oh, they, yeah. You know, like they, they're on it. They are there to survive. But it's a money thing, isn't it? And I think, I think part of it is, as you say, misunderstood. Like all these people saying how much money it cost for the, for the wedding. Like there's also breakdowns of, of how much money they bring in um, and how much oh, tourism money to they know. bring in. But the thing no, is, it's like completely outweighed. Because well, I think they have to they have to spend a certain amount, but the millions course. per person every year, and yeah. I think it costs like three hundred million a year just to keep them. But then the problem is they own all the land anyway, yeah. so they get millions back for no reason. People forget that all that land in the middle of England, mm. they all you know it's all owned, dukes and barons yeah. and whatever. Yeah. That's given as presents and things, so they get investments money from that plus the money we get, but they're rich anyway. Yeah, it's not yeah. good. But how much of that flows back to the Commonwealth yeah, it countries? Does, that's I that's think, what my thing is. It's like yeah. you can have people, very intense royalists. You've got the people who are, you know, wearing their wedding dresses to go and watch the royal wedding when it's two in the morning or something back home. Yeah, the problem <laughs> but is, they're not getting any money from but it. They, you know they what are. I mean? yeah. They're the. Well, we by the being there, sure. by being there, they get our money. A, a certain yeah. percentage. I don't know what it is of the GDP from the, goes to them. Mm-hmm. Like it's, a, it's called the something purse. It goes to the royal family, but then they've got their own money from the land of years yeah, and whatever. Of yeah. But the, the I think it only works out like we get back, we we get back fifteen percent of whatever we give them. It's to, nothing. To like the English after we pay them the, yeah. the money that the country gets back from them being there yeah. is nothing, which is f- okay because they are sort of. PR people for yeah. the UK. That's all they are. I mean, look at you. Look at all the tourism places. And yeah, all but the, the point is though, they do actually. Yeah, they've yeah. been around for so long that they, they do wield power. Like the, yeah. the prime minister has to go and answer to them every. Yeah. So it's sort of like and it's the pe- identity of, of this place, and people want to come here to see all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. But again, when you weigh it up, it's like we we're losing money all the time. It's not. It's nothing. We never get that money back. It's nothing we get back from what we spend on them. Each of them millions and millions and millions of pounds. Um, but yeah, so there's not a sort of backlash mm. against the rules like the young people. Nah. This me me culture. Or whatever it is. I don't know. I really don't. know. I think you're too far away that people don't really. I mean, you don't really hear about the royals unless they're either turning up to New Zealand or they're doing something like getting married. Other uh, than that, you don't. I mean, they're on the back of your call. Your, uh, mm. your surname is it Vogel? Vogel. Yeah. Oh, I took a risk there. I should have asked uh, Vogel. Yeah. Where's that from? Brief. Well, you got it right. Vogel. It's Austrian. Is it? Yeah. Oh, Vogel right, yeah. means bird. Any, so, type of, any type of bird? Vogel bird. Don't, just the vogel is, bird. Is there a vo- oh, there's a vogel bird. No, no. Oh, no, no. Vogel means bird. <laughs> Say it with authority and you bring the leaves, yeah. No, it means bird. Do you know what the yeah. study of birds is? Birdology. Oh, no, ornithology. Oh. Do you know what, right? Oh, what time is it? I was on the plane. Remember I said I went to Africa? Yeah. And um, I was on the plane and I don't like flying, man. It's one of the reasons I didn't. I've never been on lolly properly. You look like a pilot right now. A pilot? Yeah, these things. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Or a sports broadcaster. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Um, yeah. I used to be a boxer. <laughs> um, You've been everything. I've, literally, no, I've sat here for, and I'm like, oh, you don't know the half of it. Oh, that's what I was going to talk about when I was doing security for the escorts. Yeah. Oh, fucking knows so I'm going off the track. <laughs> now I forgot what I was going to okay, say. Okay, Africa. We'll start with Africa. Oh, yeah. So I was on a, I was on a pl- on the plane on the way back and I don't like flying. Like, I, I, I have to, f- and I'm worried what people think because I'm trying to, concentrating not stressing out and mm-hmm. embarrassing myself and these guys got on on the way back right 
I forgive people. I forgive society when I meet certain people. I forget it. I forget it all. Yeah. They were so they were two posh guys, right? Yeah. But like Stephen Fry, posh, like uh-huh. kind, decent. There's two of yeah. them. They were clearly friends, um, and they were talking about birds and the study of ornithology. And they were going on about the blue tit, this and the one. And I was thinking, <laughs> it's mad that you need those people to fill in all the gaps of what we know. So they're talking about the colour of the bird's leg is slightly less yellow on the other bird and he went to Africa to see it. Details. And you can know. And I thought, that's be- you need those people there that will focus on nothing. Mm. And then the fucking flight started doing the thing. Oh, no. So I'm fucking red alarm. Straight- There's no amber. It's just red. And I'm thinking, right, where's straight away I'm looking for the, the, the stewardess to see, right, I'm keeping an eye on her. As soon as I know she panics... I'm in the shit because if she panics, I'm dead. But they don't They're panic. They're trained to not. Yeah, panic. so that's what I'm just. That's my canary down They've the mine. Got poker I'm looking face. at her, okay. thinking, because and the fucking the coffee trolley, and I'm thinking that bird's sitting there. She's not looking at that coffee trolley. He's right near her. Anyway, <laughs> but the thing starts going wobbling, and now I'm sort of tunnel vision. I'm not. I'm just like gripped on, yeah. and my hands are sweating. Yeah. And these guys keep on talking, and they start going into about subjects I like, like Latin and Rome, and they're both. It was fucking beautiful because one was quoting well you know Pythagoras came up with a thing in there and he's like ah yes but what you're talking about is early Grecian stuff if you go back to the Roman time then that goes to back to Labyrinthian and, and I'm thinking oh this guy's fucking interesting and then they're talking about and they go and they're po- so posh I was going to say something about somebody I know but they're so posh that I have to concentrate on what they're saying yeah, even yeah, though it's yeah. English because yeah. mm. it's like this it's a wonderful guy hey, oh. and I'm thinking so, but they're, they're, and they're starting to get a bit tipsy now because it's like two hours in right yeah and they're going oh wonder I completely agree oh yeah, wonderful oh you went there oh that's marvellous I, I can't believe it. I told my wife that you went oh that and he said oh thank you very much and they're so kind and complimentary to each other and their knowledge is that one's saying something I think oh he's got you now like that and then he's going no 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 but if you go back to the early encyclopedia that would explain oh really I did not know that you know I've been saying that. I'm going to tell my son and it was so beautiful that I was actually emotional I'm half emotional now thinking about it because I thought well you thought you were going to die <laughs> no but this is a problem <laughs> while it was all going up and down I swear I'm just telling you how I was thinking yeah yeah they weren't mentioning nothing and it was going, brr, brr. Oh. and he was just carrying on like we're talking now, like nothing's going on. And he was so, so he, and as we're talking, as they're talking, I'm thinking, I'm just going, right, just focus on what they're saying. Mm. Just, and like the stewardess, I'm watching her and I'm listening to them because I think he's posh. He knows what's going on. I don't fly. So he's not panicking. I'm not I'm panicking. I'm not going to panic. And yeah. they're both talking like nothing. The plane might as well not be moving. There's no, I'm waiting for a crack in the personality. Are they a bit too silent? You know, I'm focusing on every word they say. And then it was like, I was panicking. And I was actually thinking, right. One of them starts saying, uh, do you think the toilet's busy? And in my head, I'm thinking, do not fucking go to the toilet. <laughs> I need you At here. the time, it's not you funny. You are my support. I'm not, it's not funny. I'm panicking like I'm so sweating they mustn't have had the seatbelt sign on then no yeah that came on like everything oh, it was okay. the full on yeah. thing everyone has to come back I was so just it, trying to figure out it wasn't just like a little wobble it was like right. and I was scared I was right. proper scared and I'm listening to everyone and when he starts saying about the toilet in my head I'm thinking do not go because I can't hold on and I've got somebody with me I don't want to panic and um, and I've, I've panicked before and I yeah. panicked on a date once I might be to tell you about that and it's so embarrassing Anyway, so he one of them just those conversations going about this and then without a beat the other one goes, you know, it's marvellous, the, the, the security on these planes. He said, you know, I saw a podcast on Channel 4 
And you know they can the wings. You would think there's a bit of flexibility. They can actually bend them up to sort of an 80 degree, and they're, they're surprised, but they actually bend a lot further than they need to. So they can bend right up. Forget that, because I'm looking out the window, the fucking thing going up and down. Yeah, yeah, because you know, that's what frightens you. Is that you're like, is this going to snap? They can yeah. almost go. Right, I said they could, they're supposed to have to get them to sixty percent. Is that because get, of the material? That's yeah, used? Oh, okay. he said, but they're surprised that they actually go a lot further than Thanks they actually so need much, to. Yeah. And as he's talking, I'm thinking, I fucking love you. This is brilliant. He went from nothing into didn't mention the fly at all. He just said, you know, I think it's wonderful that I saw this thing, and you know, the wings can go. And I'm thinking, <laughs> so nice. he's been sent by an angel. And these two mate were so intelligent, like so, they were talking about stuff. Thinking, oh fucking hell, I want to talk to this guy on the podcast. And um. When they finished, they got up and they carried on talking. And he got up and he couldn't look more English. He looked like one of the guys from like India with the, the, the brown shorts and the white floral shirt. <laughs> like an explorer. And type. he got up yeah, yeah. and he was like, like I remember him now. I thought, I wish the world was like you, not like me. I, I wish the world was made up of people like you. Because they were so polite to each other. Yeah. And they're intelligent. They were complimentary. Yeah, but the thing is that that would all be very dull if everyone was like that. You know, yeah, you don't need ruin to it. have. Yeah. You need the mongrels. But you need to, to, sort yeah, of, yeah. I mean, <laughs> and there is a real skill with listening to what people are saying. I mean, this yeah. is different because you were sort of going into some sort of meditation and like using that to yeah. de-stress that situation. But you know, I, I do interviews all the time with really successful people, and I watch back on them, and sometimes I miss things. Yeah. Like they'll go and say something really interesting, and I'll be like, I didn't even catch that. I just yeah. let, like I just let that one slide. So yeah, there's a real skill to. To being super, I guess, yeah, uh, yeah. A, paying a, attention and yeah, getting the, all you, the. You have to, you, actually it goes back to what we were saying before about you, your your body sort of carrying away with itself. And when they train police officers, <clears throat> so I did some acting years ago. Was really acting. It was just all improv. I had to pretend I was a criminal. I was doing some stuff <laughs> for the police. Not acting normal. <laughs> and I had to, I was try, I was the actor that was helping them train, go from police officers to CID officers. Yeah, of course. This is all psychology. So they'd give me a story and say, right, this, but change that next time you say it anyway but so in the uh, the interim like the lunch was talking and i because i was fascinated by because i was asking them everything about what do they do and all that sort of stuff um uh, yeah and they were saying what that the, the, uh, the instructor he said what we do is um we show them interviews and uh you might be someone that's quite intelligent they used to they're all hustlers criminals so they used to guide in conversations and lying and you believe them at the time because mm. people could lie to you, you believe them like it's uh it's, you just because they're in front of you, so you see the way they move, and if they believe it, you believe it. Mm. But then what they do is they record the conversation visually, and then you watch it back, and you go, oh, you see all the mistakes you made straight away. You see how you can see he's lying there. But because you're a good person, you're invested in a two-way conversation, mm. you give up a bit of your uh, scanning of the person. It's a judgment. Yeah, yeah. but they, all they said, if you do something, and then you record it and show them, you go, oh, that's fucking... But when you're in it, you're sort of, you're too invested because you're part of society. It's inbuilt in you to automatically sort of try and connect with a person. Even if you don't like them, you're, if you're an empathetic person, mm. even though he's a criminal, mm. you can be lied to. So you have to remove and watch it on a video. Yeah, And totally. it changes everything. It's really weird. Again, so you're on automatic pilot and you don't even realise. But it's like, you know, when someone tells you a story and they're a particularly breakup story, and they say, oh, my ex, you know, they were just, they were a narcissist, they were controlling, they did this and that. And you're like, God, what an asshole, right? And you hate them. And then, I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but like I've had something you know, happen where I heard that one side of the story. Then I spoke to the other person and they went, well, yeah, but 
A, B and C yeah, happened. And then I was like, oh, well, then they're crazy. And then you're like, I don't know what the truth is anymore. <laughs> There's a lot of Netflix shows, actually, that are quite good. Where um, Have you got Netflix? Yeah, of course. Okay, Just so recently? They have like really? documentaries about people yeah. going to court. It's going to change your Some, life. <laughs> somebody's a murderer or whatever. And what they do is they, they, they'll do it in parts. Yeah. So you hear the person's story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Go, it's from oh, their point of view. Alone. And then they f- do the other bit. And then the witness and you go, oh, hang on. <laughs> and then you, do, you don't trust yourself anymore. Because yeah. they go backwards and forwards. You go, no, he's definitely, no. Oh, hang on. No, he's definitely not for it. Oh, hang on. And you go, oh, fucking hell. Like, depending on how you show well, us. It's like the, I went to a show recently, Quiz. You know, um, the, the play that was on Quiz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was um, based on the, the, the cheating scandal with the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Oh, yeah. The coughing. Oh, they did yes. the first half. Um, it, so it was like the, the scene, the, the actual investigation in the courtroom the first half was the uh defense uh sorry the, the prosecution so they look guilty guilty as and then the second half was the defense mm. so all of a sudden they look not guilty mm. then at the end they get everyone in the audience they've all got little things to say do you think guilty or not guilty literally 50 50 split on my night wow i bet you in about 50 years we won't have like juries it'll be computerized because we'll find out well, more and more now that you're Mm. You can, you can, you're, you're so Body susceptible. Language. There's a study recently actually that came out that you're more likely to get off if it's first thing in the morning rather than just before lunch. Like a bit because the yeah. luck, the judges are hungry and they're not listening properly anymore. They just yeah. want to. Like, wow. So those well, sort of things. There's a lot of human error, isn't yeah. there? Well, there's a study with the FBI where what they were doing is, I think you can see it on YouTube, they implant things into you to discredit you. So they'll say to you um, a story about you going to rob a bank or you're not going to rob a bank. So you went in there, he's there, the guy with the black T-shirt, blah, 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 yeah, blah, blah, blah. And you, and you tell the story. So now that's your story now. But because you might be lying or whatever, the next time they explain it to you, okay, so tell me again. So you walked in there, right? There's a guy with the brown T-shirt on and you're going, yep, yep. But then they changed the color of the T-shirt mm. and you heard it, but you didn't. You know, because of the city, and then they replay, replay it, and you go, yeah, 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 and then you're in the court now, and then what they do is they go back to your original one. But they've said brown T-shirt for so long that you've now remembered the brown T-shirt. So then when they go, well, hang on, you said black T-shirt, and you go, and then now you look like a liar. Now you're lying. So what they're realizing, human beings, man, they can't, you you can't be trusted. So eventually, look at the, um, uh, uh, what's his name? The oh, who's the murderer? Killed his wife. Oh, which in, one? In South Africa? No, the the football the player. The Olympian. Oh, the which one? <laughs> the American, the black guy. Simpson. Oh, yeah, OJ, OJ. Simpson. Oh, oh. So, <laughs> let, yeah, let's talk about this. <laughs> no, they realised... I've like, watched the docos for the jury that as well. was so prejudiced. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, but that was that time, yeah. That no, was they, tricky. They, they got it moved from outside of LA, like Beverly Hills, where they lived... Mm downtown well, to, yeah. so that his peers would be that to the point where uh, when they left one of the jurors gave a black power salute so it, from the start all that was for nothing and it was like you see these documentaries where they're arguing and you see the, the black woman was like arrested by black people she was harassed so she hated white people straight away I mean the guy's giving a black power salute from the jury mm. so you only need a few of them before people go yeah. eventually we can't have this anymore people just well, they pick and choose well I, yeah it's just they make, you make an assumption don't you because you're a human being yeah, yeah and because I have got my background and you've got yours and yeah. well I know back in New Zealand when they're, when they're calling a jury um, both the the prosecution and the defence lawyers have like I think it's three they're allowed to challenge three people as they're walking up right, to sit yeah. down mm. based entirely on how the person looks and they have in front of them name, age and occupation yeah, you mm. almost you have to remove the people. From, well, they do, but they only have three. So what happens if you get you get the first four people are, are, are clearly of yeah, a particular, it's not really fair. you know? It's, well, that's it why I talked to somebody on, uh, a while ago about um, 
the, the, the voting, like while there's money involved mm-hmm. at all in anything to do with public money or politicians, mm-hmm. there's going to be corruption because it's in the people. So if mm. there's people involved, there's going to be corruption. Mm. Simple as that. Mm-hmm. So you have to do something like with, because um, you think well, voting is the best way, but not really because people vote selfishly. Yep. People get into power. Oh. They do things be- their own benefit that's part of being a human being Mm. but the athenians in greece they used to have something where it was 12 people that would vote yeah and it would change every time Mm -hmm. and they didn't know exactly what town they were voting for yeah it's also with the black stone and do you put black stone in or white stone or whatever Mm. but that's what you need you need anonymity and you can't be benefiting from that Mm -hmm. thing so you could say right now it's us like a uh, what they call a jury service we get called up random people you're going to be voting on what money goes to there the school and there and then people start to be fair because it's not for your town. Yeah. So you tend to then think logically and go, okay, yeah, no, that money shouldn't go to him. That should go to yeah. him. But if you're invested and your life is in that yeah, industry, yeah, yeah. of course you're going to do like, but you know people that got contracts at a building you company. You need to be impartial in some yeah. way. So yeah. you need to sort of remove the human being or have it like it's nothing. You can't benefit from this thing. But then you go back to the structures we've got now where the university is basically the, polit- it's, it's the, 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 the House of Lords. It looks the same, smells the same. It's the same people. It's the same thing. It's been around forever. It's the same DNA. Yeah. And then you wonder why the problems keep coming up. It, mm-hmm. It's mental. In fact, I've, I used to watch um, in our time, ta- uh, oh, I can't remember what it's called. It's a political show on BBC One. Um, and I was watching it and they were talking about immigration and all this and that. And a guy I was with, he said, you know, they've been talking about this for 30 years. Tax, immigration, and I can't remember what the other, NHS. He said they're still talking about it. Yeah, Every yeah, week. Oh, and the environment, and, and the environment. Yeah, but... You know, should we have, you know, taxes on carbon? Should we have taxes on fossil fuels? But if somebody... You know, if it's if just, that was a business, and for 30, 40 years, nothing had been solved, yeah. it doesn't work. No, But yeah. because it is its own thing, it's locked, it's like a Gordian knot, it's not going to change. Revolution is the only thing that's going to happen. It's going to be painful, so all we do is kick the can down the road and let somebody else deal with it, and, let, and eventually it will get so bad where there won't be enough housing, people are living in boxes, yeah. the crime, the jobs, because of the electronics and things, nobody will have jobs. There'll be a revolution, mate. There's also well, too many of them, though, right? Well, when there's so like, much climate change, that you know, yeah. and well, exactly. we can't survive on the planet, that's when everyone's going to go, oh, this is actually... Really yeah, we don't do anything until we have to. But you know why? I don't. No one recycles um, in London. Like right. I noticed that as an Aussie. That's a big yeah. thing, yeah. Like oh, yeah. It, we, you were just taught that is what you oh, do, really? and that yeah. is just unacceptable. All the schools have like it'd be really down. embarrassing oh, if you, not even embarrassing. It's just really looked down. Uh, well, that's the thing. You have to get you, them young because people are too busy paying bills. Unless yeah. it's ingrained in you to do yeah. these but, things. But I found myself it's to too hard shift. to find where to recycle things now. It's like well, oh, there's like I've got one bin that all I've got is a bin completely on the other oh, side so of the square I live in. So they're not even helping themselves. No, and and businesses. So I like I ask friends random questions about their workplace I'll be like so does your workplace recycle no people would be like I don't know I'm like it's Friday night and having a drink don't really want to talk about this but okay Jules Um, no and I'll be like why I mean what like surely there needs to be a bit of responsibility there and do you have this what's the suntan thing slap slop slip slip slop slap slap and wrap well what's wrap oh Oh, you've got to put a clothes you've got to put your clothes back on oh okay slip 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 don't, on a hat. Don't tell me. I'll slip no. on a hat. Oh, no, wait. Is that right? <laughs> slip yep. on a, no, that can't be right. No, slip, slap on a hat. Slap on a hat. Slip, slip, slip slop. I, I don't slip. know, but it's something about, you know, covering up. <laughs> Two we months don't know, but it sounds good. But you get burnt in 10 minutes in Australia. Right. So I recently went back there and I was like, you know, because I've lived in London for, yeah, as I said, almost two years. Yeah. I've never worn sunscreen here, not one day. 
because yeah, I needed to yeah. go back there and I got <laughs> oh, wow. I got burnt. so burnt and everyone was like well yeah duh. and I'm like oh my god the ozone layer is just like you non-existent. know it's just non-existent <laughs> when I went to Africa I didn't realise because I've never been to a hot country so when I, I didn't realise I'd put something like I'm not putting nothing on I thought oh what's that feeling bad mistake <laughs> yeah that's the <laughs> I'll tell you what though it sunstroke's the worst have you yeah. ever had sunstroke I think I had it here once because I went to the gym and I was training really hard and then I came out and I sunbathed afterwards and it was hot. Mm. And I think it just that for, for mm. four or five days. Dehydrated. Like, where my, my brain ain't here. Like, like nauseous, headachey. When I went yeah. to um, uh, Gambia, fucking hell, man, I shouldn't have gone. It was like, it was, by the time I got to the hotel, I was so depressed because I've seen like the poverty. And yeah. I'm talking poverty. Mm-hmm. And I thought I had it bad. At least I had a roof over my head. There's like young kids just walking around the street. There's a baby playing in like the dust by the side of the road. No health and safety. People are selling like outside shack that looks like a bird lives in there yeah. and their head pops out and they're putting like a banana, a pair of trainers and some paper, newspaper. I'm thinking, oh man. But and what offended me is when we was on the tra- uh, coach and it's like, there's nothing. And then there's a hotel, mm-hmm. which I don't like being like that type of person looking out. And as we're driving through, I'm seeing like young kids by the road and they're smiling and sort of waving up to people. And I'm looking at down cause I'm at the back. I'm looking down at people, looking out. I think, will you fucking smile? Because it's offensive enough that these kids, because I always think about the kid, they're looking up at these nice white people that are going, you know, rich, they've got the money and we're walking, they're driving through the dust that's been thrown over us. They're smiling and you're sort of like peering out. I was so fucking embarrassed. I was genuinely embarrassed. By the time I got to the hotel, there's rubble everywhere. Yeah. And then you go into a hotel and I thought, I feel bad. I feel so fucking, I'm embarrassed to be here. So like all the people working in there, I thought, I hope they don't think like I'm a fucking arsehole. So I wouldn't ask for anything because I thought I felt bad that like, it's not nice because that was genuine poverty, mm. mate. That's mm. having nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another that's And to watch level. just driving through, it was so, it was always perverted. I thought we can't, this isn't right for them to see this walking through because how do they feel? But poverty, like I, the homelessness in London, I tell you, like I, went to I think I recently. Oh, I thought it was worse up there. Oh, really? Because in in Oz, so in Melbourne, where I'm from, <laughs> there's the main um, train station in the city is called Flinders Street Station, yeah. and there'll always be like one or two homeless people that just hang around, and we'd be like, oh god, lots of homeless people out today. <laughs> you know, came to London, and like that, it was it's just yeah, astounding to me. Yeah. How, did you feel the same? Yeah, I mean, I'd, I mean, I'd visited here before, so I knew um, it was that that it was more prevalent I guess here but mm. the thing that I find is it's it's the um like the, it's, it's, it's like the begging element mm. is is it as well like apparently mm. New Zealand's got quite bad um since I've left apparently my family have all noticed an increase really um, over the past couple of years but yeah it's definitely more here mm. than back you have a lot of this uh, eastern European gangs over here they they get people that are basically disabled like yeah. the maimed or whatever yeah. and they ship them all over here put them in a house take the passports off them and then you'll find them out begging but they actually then have to go and give the money to somebody else you know they'll have a, like a limb missing or something yeah. like that oh my god yeah it's not good but the, the guy um, Stephen actually uh, the guy that runs the, the, the big, big issue mm-hmm. I've spoken to a few times because mm. um, I was telling about when I was on the streets yeah. and he was saying how like because I didn't know the big issue people like they're entrepreneurs I said fucking hell that's like a proper they're not yeah. they, have, they, they get given magazines them. to start with when you walk in you've got nothing yeah. and then when you sell them you bring them back and then you get more money and they and so it becomes like a so it's their own business it's their own yeah. business like, so they buy I the magazine to, to sell it to get the money yeah oh, they get a, like five to start with when you come yeah. in 
and then that gets you going and they have to have an official thing because some people sell them like they're not part of the, the thing but yeah their thing is um, no wonder they're trying to sell them so badly yeah but they're, 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 their idea. quote yeah. is a hand up not hand out yeah so that's it yeah, 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 you yeah. need to push it when we had him on the part I said you need to tell people about that Cause I, I was told but only because one of the big issue guys um, used to work well he used to sell right outside where I used to work and he I started talking to him you know and yeah but they're entrepreneur. I saw a guy the other. Oh, I wish I'd have stopped because he he obviously got nothing. He's selling big issue magazines, yeah. and he was spinning it on his finger, flipping it onto his elbow, flipping it back up. And I thought, shit, I should stop to speak to this guy. Yeah, that's awesome. And I thought, oh, I can't. Yeah, because he's obviously worked in a bar or something, gone at hard times. Yeah. But he, Stephen said, when they put that cloak on, they call it the invisibility cloak. Yeah. Because as soon as you put it on, people sort of like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so yeah, you just disappear from like. Well, because they are trying to they give you like the f- the free magazines and all sorts as well, and it's kind of I, I tried um, buying one off this guy that I knew, and and well, I, I just I'm not actually interested in the magazine. He was like five pound or something, you know, because I had spare money in my pocket oh, no, see, and he they, said no no no, no you have to take yeah. it he's like yeah, I'm selling this yeah. it's my job like if I wasn't I've seen one with it actually on his shirt it says please don't please, please take don't. the magazine because yeah. it's like a <laughs> yeah. take it the piss yeah. oh wow um, are you still modelling um well I think for me modelling's changed a little bit like I'll still you know I mean it, do you mean like curated quite rational rational and I've met some models but you seem more you seem a bit you're quite balanced. Well, uh, I'm balanced. just telling you the people I've met. They well, seem like lunatics. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm, I used to I'm, run a glamour uh, modelling company. So I'm, I'm a journalist and I'm a presenter, so ah, oh, right, so it's not your thing. You haven't done your research on me. Hello. Oh yeah, I have. No, but I didn't know <laughs> how much of it. Like, I did a shoot the other day uh, with oh, right, um, an Australian right. photographer called Peter Coulson, which I don't know if you know him. Yeah. Um, but I don't do that much of it here. My my. So now you just present. Things have changed. I moved here and I was too busy. I was trying to. You you know, get a career off the ground, make friends, figure out what I was doing. Like, how do I, what's, what's Tottenham Court Road? I don't even know what that is. Mm. You know what I mean? So like doing modeling was kind of something I was doing in Australia. Right, so it wasn't the main thing. No, was, yeah, okay. no, no. But, but presenting's always been my main thing. Um, so, your, so I was interested with presenters. What do you, what, what would you to like to be doing? What do I love to be doing? No, what do you want to be doing? Like, what do would, I want you, to be- would it go off into be acting? Would it go off yeah. into, what would you... Uh- Look, I think a bit of both. So I've been working it's sort of, you know, I'm a, I'm a slashy, as they say. I'm a producer slash oh, okay. presenter <laughs> slash, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I do lots of different things because if I relied on one, I probably yeah, wouldn't right. be doing it because I wouldn't survive. So, yeah, I've been quite good at sort of multi-skilled um, sort of, yeah, balancing. It's a balancing act, But really. in 10 years, if there was an ideal but, job. Yeah, if there was an ideal job, I'd be probably having IP of my own concepts, presenting them. Yeah. So that might be documentaries, that could be shows. And I guess the big dream would be to, to to sort of present for a notable program. And now that I'm in the UK, so it would be something, you know, really big, like, I don't know, like X Factor or... Oh, no, you wouldn't, no. Something like that. Oh, yeah, why not? But I'd the always want to do my other... Oh, I don't know. Okay. Like, but I'd always want to have my own things going You've on on the side. I know, well... <laughs> yeah. It was a pretty treacherous show, wheeling poor people out to be laughed at by millionaires. <laughs> I've had two people that I could have met that I didn't want. Or the voice, or yeah, I don't know what that is. The voice, or maybe that's that's Australia and America. Yeah, the voice is like it's a talent show. 
No, yeah, I'm not, I haven't got a problem with talent shows. I've just mm. got a problem with that's the laughing element. And I've said to you before, there was the girl that wrote... Like the that. making fun of. Yes. The voice that's... tends to be the better of them. They seem to have, like, really talented people on there. Because yeah. the whole point yeah, that's is that fine. you can't that's see fine. them. The judges can't see them. If they it's like the about... way they sound, they press a button and turn around, then they see who it is that they're going to have on their team. Yeah. And then they compete. Or, like, da- so I know you guys call it something different here, but, like, in Australia, it's Dance with the Stars, but here it's Strictly, strictly dancing. Come, come Dance. Yeah, no, that, that's it's not. It's the laughing bit that... That that's offensive. That's the no. Well, I'm so definitely not pro that. I'll tell you yeah. before the, the girl that wrote that she was a mindly retarded. I'm not being funny, but she, you're not allowed to write about certain things. Like uh-huh. you have to sign something to say you're not going to talk about going on the X Factor. Right. And she did, and she was a bit daft. Like she mm. wasn't all there. Yeah. And she wrote out. And she said she she was one of the ones that they were just she couldn't sing. It was embarrassing, but she said in the thing she said I didn't understand because I'd seen four people, three people before them, and they all told me I was great. I thought, you fucking arseholes. Like, I hold people around. Think, Who the fuck are you? To, how, you must have kids and things. So you're going, oh, she's laughing. Well, where was her parents? Was she know, an adult? Or it. She... it was just about, I just read the thing where she said, oh. but I don't understand. By the time I got there, I'd seen three people and they'd all said I could sing great. And then I got on there and they were laughing at me. Mm. Oh, well, that's not, okay. Well, but that's cruel. That's cruel. But yeah. I don't go. I mean, oh, I'm obviously not pro that. Um, no, but what I'm saying, I, yeah. I don't go, oh, that's Simon Carroll. Cow. I think, Cow. no, who? Uh, who were those fucking people that sat there and said yeah. to them, you're great. So you could be pulled on and laughed at in front of people. Do that to your kids. Imagine if it was your child. Yeah, yeah. Well, my brother's been on. Um, he's a musician. And I watched him and I bawled my eyes out. <laughs> um, and they were quite, they weren't very nice. Well, s- saying that, when I was about 22. But I, I wouldn't want to be audition. a judge. I went for an audition with Big Brother too. Oh, really? <laughs> but <laughs> even at that, no, the first Big Brother was actually a very good experiment. Because they were literally in there going, I wonder if anyone's even watching. Because it was nothing. It was yeah, just a yeah. late night, weird show. No. So they came out, they didn't know what the hell was going on the outside. So it was actually quite interesting. Yeah. And they were mature and yeah. wanted a doctor and all that. But they wouldn't have also known what was going to be broadcast. But they, they were literally yeah. showed a bit saying, I wonder if anyone's even watching this because nothing's happening. Like yeah. that, they, they didn't exist then. So the second one came out and I thought, because I was doing everything, man. I was told you fucking glamour agencies and fighting and all this sort of thing. So I went to one of these things along with the acting and there was a girl in front of me talking to this girl that she'd obviously just met. One was quite polite and kind, and the other one was just, I don't know what those people like about me. I'm just, you know, one of them people, you know, wherever I go, I'm on a bus and I'm talking and people want to talk to you. And I think, and after about 20 Ugh. minutes, I was like, fuck this. I yeah. Left. Yeah. Because at that point, people know that they're going there and they're going to get fame or whatever. Yeah. yeah but I think there's an element of that with a lot of these talent definitely. show type things now. They just want the exposure. But if you can't shake the stigma, once you're, you know, post the show, then yeah, like you can't, you, it's very difficult to so have a, you, a credible you, career. But or you know that if you're at a certain age, then you, you know what you're getting involved with. My problem mm. is the kids. Yeah. Just like when they get people in the army, you yeah. have to get them young before their integrity is set in. So you have to get kids that are just quite gullible and daft mm-hmm. and not knowing they're selling their soul away. You're going to wear this, you're going to do that, you're going to do that. And when you're done, we're throwing you out. You haven't got the awareness to know what, how this is going to play out. Yeah. So that's, that's cruel, I think. That's not nice. Mm. Um, so yeah, X Factor, I forget that. But like, yeah. And I, and I mean, like, because I think I, growing up, I always wanted to, I looked at these shows and I'd see these presenters like, you know, Kat Dealey on, you know, um, it's called um, So You Think You Can Dance and all that kind of stuff. And I'd be like, that's what I want to do, you know, be, be helping young people achieve really amazing things. Um, so Big Brother is like... Is that still on, Big Brother? I mean, yeah. 
Christ, what have they got yeah, on there yeah, now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they've got all sorts of weird and just kind of everyone spin-off-y on show. kind of things now. They've show. got like Geordie Shaw. Yeah, they've got all that. Um, Which is X on the Beach, X. Love Island, all that stuff. So it's still like reality TV. But they're picking like a type of person. Like what you were saying before about the people that you're seeing at the gym with the hairspray and the... Watch Love Island. Watch Love Island and then I'm avoiding you But what they're finding is vacuous (laughs) people, people that are hollow and they can fill up with any shit that they want. Yeah, but the thing is they're not finding... For for those kinds of things, they're not finding them. These people are wanting to be on it. They're creating that Yeah, because they become famous in Essex. But that's just getting that all fame the money without any sort stuff. of like respect. Just fame. Just well, it's fame, fame for well, then they, they no hope to get skill or talent. Just being looked at. I just want to be looked at. That's yeah. fucked up. I don't, uh, yeah. That I, means, like I said before, that's you judging yourself. Yeah. Your integrity coming through what other people are thinking of you. That yeah. is mental. Like that is like you should be in a nut house. That's proper sick. But you know what? The thing with that is like, you know, when you're with a group of people and like, so on those shows, all they talk about is each other. They don't talk about like really deep philosophical stuff. Well, they don't show that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that frustrates me because to me that just shows there's not much intelligence going Somebody on. Somebody sent me yeah. a clip. You know when people talk about people, that's, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> Somebody sent me a clip, right, just to annoy me. And I don't watch any YouTube clip. And he sent me this clip and said, what's this? It's going to be funny. And it was a guy on there. I can't remember his name. Oh, Essex. Something Essex. Joey Essex. Might be. Yeah, it was a guy. He looked like Joey. a Barbie doll. Like a, a yeah, yeah, yeah. Curly hair. And he said to him, <laughs> he said, oh, what was it? what country borders Wales, right? Oh. And he was going, I don't know. And he said, well, the worst thing is, he said, I've already told you this question once and answered it for you and you still don't know. He's going, I don't know. He's going to think about it and they're all laughing. They're going, so which country borders Wales? And he went, oh, I don't know, Russia? And it hurt me because I thought, fuck. <laughs> like, you're not 12 and you haven't, you've got an education. Yeah. So you haven't got that on your side. How have you sort of stayed away from that information? Like, because you have to sort of stay away from it. Otherwise, it just finds you from conversations. Yeah, but there's no interest. I don't think maybe. But the bar of what me and a person is like a celebrity now is so fucking low. Yeah. Mm. Like when I. Yeah, first it's a bit worrying. I, I, don't, I, I would love to know, particularly with my career, and you'd probably feel the same. Mm. I'm like, what on earth is there ever going to be like any a job for me anymore? Like, yeah, because yeah, you've got to stoop so low to the point it's not what you want to do anymore. Like, well, yeah, and people are taking my jobs who aren't you know talented or skilled. Well, They've David just got Letterman, a million followers. Somebody spoke to yeah. David Letterman when he's got his new show thing out now and he said how why did you stop doing it he said i couldn't talk to any sort of 18 20 year old playboy models anymore i got no mm. i'm just faking it because that's got to be soul destroying to if you don't need the money to just come so tell me about you being a model in uh, your 21 and when mm. is your birthday it's like you go fucking hell this, mm-hmm. this is nothing and when mm. i started the magazine years ago and i said right i want to get rid of celebrity well, that's what i said but you've got to you can't moan that's the thing you've got to because I used to, oh, that's why I started the magazine I yeah. said if you introduce a better thing people naturally gravitate to that people aren't stupid yeah the only problem is when everything's shit there's nothing to go for because I was looking for people to inspire me but I had to go back in history yeah because everyone's for sale now everybody's prostituting themselves nobody's standing up for anything mm. so I had to go back to look at you know, Oscar Wilde or Malcolm X or Harvey Milk, people that actually had to struggle again and gave up everything for no reason and might have died in, like, give that life up. Mm. But now you go, what's, not only are you not standing up for anything, you're selling every fucking part of you to anybody at any time. You know, they sell the, 
how they become famous. They'll sell, the, uh, sell their weight loss. They'll sell their marriage. They'll sell the birth of their kids. They'll sell the divorce finally after. They'll sell their breakdown. Yeah. And you go, fucking hell, there's nobody about. So, and I wanted to quit, to be honest, when I was doing it, because I just gave up everything. Everything stopped. Mm-hmm. Even like my job, I had to go back down in the gutter that I'd just come out with to carry on doing this. And the only reason I carried on is because I started seeing young people that were doing stuff more than they had to for yeah. the type of the epoch that they live in yeah and i thought oh man if you just create the right way you have, mm. you have to be maybe you have to just give up everything but then you somebody follows your way because you can't moan that's the thing you can't just go oh shit that's shit you have to sort of go well fucking give up everything and lead a better way mm. so then other someone other person does it you can let it go your ego you might not even be around when the benefits of all this come but when i looked around now and i think fuck it's hard to find people like even like with Stephen Fry, I like Stephen Fry because when I read his uh, or listened to his autobiography, and he was talking about how pathetic he thought he was because he had a sugar addict. He was a sugar addict. Mm-hmm. He said it's been the bane of my life, and it's like you you need people to be that sort of honest and say yeah. you know to lead the way. I think Orson Welles had a good quote. He said, um, "If uh, uh, no George Orwell, sorry, he said an autobiography should so show something diabolical about that person. Yeah, you mm. shouldn't be seeing it from the outside in." You should be seen from the inside mm. out. Mm. Otherwise, you're not to be trusted. <clears throat> but now the bar of autobiographies, oh, you were so honest. No, you're not. Well, you had it tough for a bit. Tell them how disgusting you are. It's why I couldn't read autobiographies about these millionaires made it. You're just getting the, the bullshit. You're, getting the, you're not get, Tell them, okay, you're a multimillionaire. Tell them how you cheated on your wife. Is that, does that come to light? Tell the them honesty. how you stabbed your butt. Yeah, it doesn't happen. Well, like, and, yeah, but like, so, and I, you know, when I do interviews with celebrities, and I know you were saying you want to, you know, abolish, I guess, the celebrity thing, but for me, when I interview celebrities, they're actors, and they're, they're very talented people, and they don't want that stuff. They're, they're private. So, yeah, but it is part of it. That's part of it. You can't go into it. It's, you know, if I want to do security, I can't say, well, I don't, I don't want to become aggressive. You can't, you've got no right to hit me. Well, that's, mm. it's going to happen. If you're yeah. in the limelight, th- that's part of the fucking yeah. deal. You can't not do it. It's but not, they, you they definitely become don't want very it. good at deflecting. They just... Yeah, well, it creates a neurosis. I mean, mm. you've got to think... When, it becomes a sickness. If you're seeing yourself every day as a fully made up makeup with the light, right lighting on you. Mm-hmm. But then you have to see yourself Sunday morning with no light, shitty lighting and no makeup on. Yeah. That's got to eat away at you. So you end up trying to be the person that everybody else sees. But then if you do that for long enough, mate, you're just hollowing out yourself till, mm. that, in case, till that person is more important than this person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the people that meet you are dating that person, not the one that they end up getting. So mm. you end up trying to be like that. Mm. But then, as I said to you before, the worst thing about that Doing nothing, uh, again, fucking George Orwell, he said, if you, if you don't fight against something, you are implicitly for it. It's just, mm. yeah. you, you know, why people didn't, the Nazis rose up. Not because of what they did, it's because of what people didn't do. Yeah. And with the celebrities, my problem is, you can say, oh, well, you know, I'm just me and I'm, you know, quite empathetic to the world. But you're not, because you're not standing up for anything. So what you are doing by creating that false persona is you're making it hard for the person behind you who's looking for somebody, sees everybody else being fake and says, right, I have to be fake as well. Because God forbid somebody just acts normally and talks about their addiction problems and how disgusting they were they cheated on their wife. But you not doing that, the younger person coming up, it's harder for them because you're just projecting a false persona back again. So by just being part of it and not being honest, you're causing problems for the person behind you. Mm. So you are part of it. And again, they're not nasty people, but you've got to be honest and just be real. But they don't because you've, now you've got a PR person and a this person and that person. 
But then you see people who, you know, like, let's say actors who they've, they've become very successful and then they are finding another sort of passion project or, you know, like let's yeah, say Leonardo DiCaprio white, with, white, yeah. you know, the environment or I don't know. Do yeah, you know? and that's, but it's sort of like you are doing some good there. Yeah. But then, but then, you know, it's like they get to 50 and then they want to sort of, oh, well, it wasn't me. It was that. Well, what you just, well, your options have run out and now you're going to start being honest. But the damage is yeah. done. All right, you're part of a charity. But it's like these big billionaire corporations. They've got the same paradigm that happens all the way through. They, they fuck up everything on the way up. They cheat. They grab all the money. They become billionaires. And the last few years of their life, they want to leave a legacy. So they start opening up charities. and Well, fucking too late, mate. You fucked up on the way up. You can't now. Like Donald Trump was giving us, we saw somebody's giving away £10,000. Char- what are you talking about? Because now they're trying to protect it for their kids. But you've, where, where was you on the way up there? Like, it doesn't make any sense. You've sold your fucking soul. Mm. Um, Anyway, we'll just get on to that. <laughs> You've walked in on the wrong. I think maybe the heat is the gym experience <laughs> today. Particularly. Yeah, there's a lot. You're of fired up. You about. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> probably that argument today, the injustice of the oh. second. See, that's annoying because it feels like the walls are closing in. I've tried to sort of be the rational one, but it does feel like every week. Is this your personal thing that you? This no, these are people. Just oh, you know, gym. the standard the of people gym. is getting worse. And I, it's like, it's not over a yearly thing now. And I don't know what my place is anymore because I thought I was the ape and now I've sort of become civilised and everybody else is acting badly. No one really knows what the right thing to do is though. No, it is. I, you didn't but have this to is, yeah, And like what, what you were saying before is like, if, if I was, let's say I was super, super famous, I've, I've done that many stupid things. Like, I w- my, my reputation would be annihilated by now. Do you know what I mean? So, like, yeah, if you're growing up... Yeah, but that then up, can then become your thing. If you were just bare honest, people are quite people forgiving. Are stuffed up and, yeah, I was yeah. like, I, I was 22, up. I didn't and, but know. But what happens is everyone else would go, oh, fucking hell, yeah, you. I did that. Yeah. Like yeah. I said, if you could flick on a switch and everyone had above them what was happening to them that day or what they'd been through. Do you know, Max, look, come from where I come from, you know, people have been sexually abused, raped. I knew a girl that stood in a shop once, an ex-girlfriend, and I was looking at her, talking to someone, really pretty girl, talking to somebody, and I was thinking, you wouldn't know that she's got a kid by her dad and left home, got kicked out and went to, because she wouldn't tell the mum who it was, but the dad had raped her. And I was looking at her playing around, like talking to the old woman in the shop, just looking at her, I was thinking, you wouldn't know. And from mm. the, the, the working with the escorts, and mm. one of them was going to school the next day and talking to her about philosophy and religion and whatever. Yeah. And I was thinking, I've seen, a big, and working in the clubs and talking to people from every different industry 10 times over, you realise we're all the fucking same. We're all fucked up. Mm. But if you don't tell people that, then everyone's going, well, everybody seems perfect. I can't say nothing. So you have to sort of go, you know, that's why I said I've never lied about anything to do with me. I'll tell you everything. I'll tell you all the disgusting things. Not because I think there's always got to look at him as an avant-garde personality. I'd think, no, you have to, even if it's to my own detriment. Yeah. Because then someone else doesn't feel bad for feeling that way as well. Yeah. But if we all pretend all the time, it, you're again, you're implicitly making it worse for the person. You are literally making it worse for the person behind you. And I always say, look at your parents. <clears throat> Because you never really appreciate them while you're around. You can't. You're not fully because it's just not nature. You have, they have to be gone before you appreciate things. You go, they're you. They're you. They're as, they're, they're as insecure and sometimes they're a bit jealous and sometimes they're right. But they're pretending as much as they can to be an adult. It's called responsibility. Mm. But if you, the child, you should really bring them up and say, look, it's okay to fuck up. Look, I did something when I was young. But if you have this image of you have to be perfect, mm. then it makes the person behind you feel bad. Yeah. And it's a very small thing, but not really. It's actually a massive thing that you have to be honest. But 
when you're just you, you know, what's the fucking point? Why would I tell something I've been in a relationship with, what I did in my past? You know, they say in, uh, in relationships, the guys um, uh, have always slept with twice as many people as they say, and the women have always slept with half as many people as, or the other way around, sorry. Um, but you go, yeah, it's true. But if everyone just relaxed, I mean, it's okay. It's okay to be a bit of a fuck up. It's mm. all right to be sexually promiscuous when you, I forgive anybody everything pre-25. Yeah. Outside of, you know, of violent crime or something like that. Yeah. Because you're not you. You're yeah. just not you. You're yeah, but I used to I used to always like oh, I hate my imperfections and now I, I love them. No, well the Because they make me dynamic and if I met somebody that presents something perfect or even like this is why I don't like sort of BBC ITV interviews. Yeah. You're lying. I know somebody that was on a the background of a show of a mainstream channel, daytime channel, and she said, That woman is a fucking bitch. And this came from somebody oh, who's a yeah. decent person, like a kind person. And she said, she's horrible to people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought, you piece of shit. That makes you twice as worse as just oh, being yeah. a nasty person. That you would it's present the perfect image knowing you're a horrible person. Very but, common. But no, but she, it, yeah. that person would not think she was an awful person because pe- people that are awful... Uh, well, it comes awful, back to sociopathic tender. I think, people you, that think you're fine with it. But people that are awful, I don't think they know they are. That's why they're able to do that. But it's, to a it's, degree. They like choose said, it's, who they want to be awful to, don't they? Yeah, but then again, if you are sociopathic slightly, then you mm. actually don't care. Well, yeah, so you're well, an you autopilot. Re- well, yeah, yeah, and you don't realise. But, um, yeah, I mm. don't know what we talked about today. I, I've got no idea, but <laughs> well, I loved I know you've it. Got a shoot. But I really loved it. <laughs> well, the thing is, this is a normal conversation. <laughs> so me swearing, me not coming from bad background, it, it's just... See, the thing is, it's weird because we all come from, di- well, slightly different backgrounds. But <laughs> we've all had ups and downs. Pretty. I mean, you've, you've admitted to stuff. You've said stuff about, you know, things not being perfect and frustration and coming mm. in, feeling lonely. Even about looking for friends. That's not a little thing. Other people hear that. That yeah. isn't the BBC. And so tell me about the, when you was at a time. At that's what the world needs. And that's why I said I'd never read it. I've had people that wouldn't come on here that I should be glad to get on. Because I say, well, why don't you just edit certain things out? Mm. And I could, easy. And I could get them on and get the benefits from it. But I said, mm. no, you're, you're doing it again. You're, part, mm. you're kicking the can down to the next mm. person. That's fucking selfish. I know you don't want to see yourself as selfish, but you can't do that. Like I was with somebody, I was thinking, well, I should try and like bump the ratings up and get somebody from the royal family in. Mm. I'm pretty good at worming my way in over like a two-year period somehow. <laughs> but then I thought, if they said I'd come on, but I'm not answering anything, everything then forget it. You can't buy me. So I'll go without that because you have yeah. to answer everything. Because otherwise, I know you don't think as yourself, is, then you're a bad person. Because if you honestly look at it, you're kicking the can down the road and making it everybody else behind you has to be perfect. And that's evil, really. Well, they're trying to show themselves, uh, by doing that, you're trying to be better than everyone else, right? Mm. But this is a couple of times, well, why don't we just edit certain, I think, no, why are you, well, doing, but, you, why know, are you scared to be you? That's yeah. mental. But for me, so because everything I do is usually in video and I've got my own show on YouTube, so you have to edit that. You're but, not still doing that though, are you? Yeah, I just I just did another episode. Oh, I was going to say, because I did watch them. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I really wanted, I, I kind of have the same, I guess, ethos and I, I really wanted the interviews to be just like candid and real. Um, well, the thing is, uh, because they would ask, sorry to interrupt, but they would say, "All right, so what are you going to ask me?" And I'd be like, "No, we're yeah, not doing that. Yeah, we're they not doing a list of questions. Yeah. And I'm going to prepare." Well, like the, the Linda Green that we had on before previously. Yeah. Um, I we was, so she she was uh, executive producer on like the. Oh, fucking Doctor Who and Top Gear. She was brought in as the head yeah. to fix it all up, and she's she, she like the the oh what's the the Blue Planet 
they brought her in mm. to make it more female friendly mm. so they had different types of music and they showed relationships of animals and different uh, women like different types of fish to her and she, so she's really intelligent she brought it on and anyway so I'm talking to her I think she's from this lofty background and it turns out like she's got a, a fully grown pig that she walks down Hampstead oh. and she's a ballet dancer you know? unbelievable and I thought see pig, it, but she, the, I love a the pig fact- is a pet yeah, and not a small one, a fully grown, but she said, well, I'll walk around. But I'm thinking, that's beautiful <laughs> because what she did wow. is she comes from that high-end professional background. Mm. But she goes, no, yeah, I've got a pig. And, go, and I said on the podcast, I said, the world should be like you. Yeah. Yeah. Just no rules. You're just, yeah. I'm just a human being. I'm not that. I'm everything else. Well, I want a fox. And we don't have foxes in... Well, nope. as in, like, we don't have foxes going around the street in in Australia. Mm. But here, you know how you get foxes going through the bins? Yeah. And I always... I'm like, well, can, am I allowed to just, like, take one? But they're wild, aren't they? Yeah, do you hear them screaming? Yeah. Yes. That's them having sex. I yeah. can't believe that you've just brought that up because... I thought someone today, was going to... It sounds like they're fighting. Yeah. Because today are you... Well, the fox is actually raping the other one. They have to do it. Oh, that's awful. Oh, but it's that's part nature, of it. That's, that's how like, it happens. Yeah, then they burn but uh, today, two years ago, I was in... Um, I was in the... I've just forgotten. <laughs> I was in America out in the... Um, oh, what is it called? The Joshua Tree. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the same thing happened. The, it was like the, the, the foxes were, and they were screaming, and I thought it was a woman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so that was two years ago. They say if you are ever being attacked, just to go on a high note, <laughs> if you are ever being attacked, you don't scream anything sexual or violent. You scream, fire, help me, fire, help me. Why? Because then people will come. If they hear, uh, like, right, well, that people will run. But if you say, like, fire, please help me, somebody will come towards you. Okay, good to know. And there you go. It's a positive. Thank message. you for that. <laughs> I love how we've come right back around. Right, listen, we've kept you for long enough. I know you've got to shoot. <laughs> no, um, no, that's right. I do need to speak to you another time because there's a load of questions I wanted to ask. But as usual, we end up getting tied up in other conversations. But that's, that's life. Okay. And that's the beauty of life. And that non-perfect. So uh, thank you very much. No worries. we'll speak to you again soon. Yeah, great. Thank you. Bye. Shadows on the wall And the bartender screams That's cold I'm in the corner With my head in the dream To myself I quietly think So many things to get you off And I cough and I scoff And take another drag of my cigarette 